Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the PD Sports Podcast. Fortunately, coming to you a little bit later in the week, once again this week, but it doesn't matter because it's given us a chance to see some interesting things that have happened this week. Damo, what is happening? How are you, Paulie? Good to see you, my man, and happy Easter to everybody as we are actually recording on Good Friday here in little old Australia. But um, yeah, it's been an absolutely amazing uh, week of sport, and you know we've had so many results of Champions League. We've had big um, Premier League games. We've also had the Masters conclude. Um, we've had all sorts of things. So it's going to be another big pod and another step towards the 50 episode mark. Yeah, we're almost there now, which is uh, very nice to see. So hopefully we get there over the next week or so. Obviously we might. Oh, I might have just dipped there a little bit. Um, we hopefully should be getting there, I reckon, for two weeks' time. So be prepared because there's going to be some interesting little things happening here. But once again, it has been a big week in sports. So I just want to get straight into it. And I think we'll pick up where we left off on the last episode. And you said it, that it's going to be an entertaining draw in particular for Liverpool City. And that's pretty much what we got in the end again, wasn't it? It was a great game of football. And like, I, I, I'm actually a little bit, um, you know, I'm a little bit happier with the point than I was probably going into the game. Um, if you asked me before, um, the match, I thought the point would be detrimental. And I thought that if we did not win on the day, we're not going to win the Prem. I still think that City will win the Premier League from here. I am I know our run's a little tougher, but I actually think both teams are going to win, um, you know, all seven games that are remaining for both. And we're going to lose it by a point. But um, if you look at the game as a whole, I thought City's first half was probably one of their best first halves they've played against us. And... And, like, what I was going on is I reckon if you look at the first half, I feel like City probably should have been 3 4-1 up. Um, you know, we've, I thought we were pretty lucky to score um, to make it one all so quick in the manner that we did. Um, I'm not saying the goal was lucky, and just more the fact how often do you see City concede uh, within, you know, instantaneously after scoring to go 1-0 up. It's very rare. Um, City have an unreal record as well going 1-0 up. So I, I thought the first goal was really massive for us to get. And the fact we didn't get it and how well City played, like I felt like at times we were gasping for air. We we City played more like how we play in build up and we played more like City did and that was because City forced us to and like City looked for space looked to exploit looked to go quick um you saw that throughout the whole game I thought it was quite smart from Pep and in that first half we we're actually trying to just keep the ball because City were dominating us to the point of like this could be trouble um I'm very disappointed with our first goal we concede though I want to know your thoughts on it because I know you've watched the game Paul um but I actually put the blame on the first goal we concede to Van Dyke and Allison, which may sound a bit odd because obviously in that first phase of it it's just yeah we just don't close him down um I I actually think it's something that as a coach would annoy the bejeebas out of me especially as a goalkeeper coach as well is in that first phase you know Sterling has an effort Allison makes a great save not knocking him for that we eventually clear it um, to a point where it goes to City on the halfway line. And then they play a long diagonal, which has clearly been overhit. And it's not even a diagonal out in a fullback. It's to Van Dyke and it's a free header. And in that moment, um, I'm thinking, well, A, it's a free header, Van Dyke, head it to someone, A, or B, you, you know. Get away. No, I'm, I'm looking at Alisson going, that's clearly huh? overhit. Just, just 
give him a shout. He ducks under it. You pick it up. No dramas. It's our ball. Um, I also blame Van Dyke in that instance because I think he's a better enough um, centre back that he should understand that's been over hit. There's not, there's not like Gabriel Jesus making the run from Trent that's going to get him back stickier. He should be letting that one also go as well for the keeper or to just let it run for a goal kick, um, you know. And then the annoying thing is, heads it away and City do the exact same thing and then he heads it again back to City and they punish you. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that might be very critical. Um, yeah, but City, we don't close De Bruyne down either though. No, and that's the other issue. So it's all well and good letting it lucky fizzle too. out. It is, but... You they know. deserved it. I honestly think they deserved to be 3 or 4 one up at halftime. I thought they were dominant, so... Well, and then that even shone true in the second half as well. So, you know, the amount of chances, I think Jesus has had one where he's gone through. All he has to do is roll the ball across the box and they go 3-2 up at that point, I reckon. Yeah, um, yeah, and he goes side netting. Yes, yeah, so shot in his stick. I know yeah, exactly and like where Allison's got that whole near side of the goal covered anyway. And then there's the Mares chip. I think there was a Sterling chance as well that was offside. and Good build-up play for that. But City normally try and, you know, like three, four, five, six passes before they build up. I feel like on against us, that pass came within two passes. It was just bang. And I'm, City are more patient, get people overloading and whatever. I thought City came out against us and were notably With a intent. bit more direct, a bit more yeah. quicker, try to unsettle us. And I thought it worked. I'm not going to sit here and say Liverpool played bad. You know, um, I thought second half we were slightly the better side. I felt like we created. You could clearly see Klopp gave us a rollicking at half time. Couldn't get much worse than the first half and that's the other thing. I think with Pep, he's probably he's played us enough times now too. So he's had a lot of times where he's stayed true and it hasn't worked. So it definitely didn't surprise me that he has tried a different approach because he really he hasn't been that successful in the Klopp-Guardiola sort of period. Like, there's only one or two games that stand out where we haven't won. There's been a shit ton of draws. Um, and the wins that we get more so uh, remind me more of Champions League nights rather than Premier League nights. So, okay. I think, you know, it's been pretty even throughout the whole way between Pep and, and Klopp. But, you know, as you said, it was not best case scenario, obviously. Both teams would have obviously loved to win the game, but it definitely wasn't doomsday result. Yeah. Both teams, I think, if you offer them a point at the start of the game, they probably take it um, just to go, all right, we're not going to fall behind. Obviously, it's not ideal. Both teams still in the Champions League, which is what we'll probably move through uh, to now as well. Um, and some really good well, results for both of those sides in the Champions League. So um, let's just touch on us because we sort of spoke about our first tie and how it was pretty well done last pod and wasn't done the easy way, but I think we got to a point where we were cruising 3-1 up on the night and obviously give Benfica two goals. Um, again, just I think we just switched off a little bit, knowing that we are through and took the foot off the pedal. And it shows, it, we spoke about this, about that 1, 2, 3%. Yeah. The minute you don't have it, anyone's capable of taking advantage of it. And that elite level. 100%. And for Benfica, look, 6-4 on aggregate, again... Not ideal like from our end. A few defensive mistakes in both ties, which have given up big goals in big moments. They haven't been the the consolation goals. They've been the goals for, you know, to get it to one all on both legs. We've made big mistakes. So credit to Benfica for staying alive because a lot of teams would have just rolled over and just said, all right, let's just make sure we get out of here. And, you know, it doesn't matter if we score or not. We'll just roll with it. But they've done well to get, you know, three old Anfield. It's pretty rare. Yeah, um, I've given full credit, you know, especially at Anfield. A lot of teams in that situation probably would, um, you know, I feel like roll over, like you said. And I thought Benfica played quite well. Um, I also just like when I see Portuguese sides come and show fight 
because there's been times with Portuguese sides in the Champions League when they get in that situation, they kind of just turn a little bit narky and they yeah, turn like a little Porto. bit, yeah, and they turn a little bit like, um, you know, it, it's not pleasant and they can implode. Um, and I'm really glad they didn't because they had a good campaign and they're probably a little unlucky they draw us, right? So, you know, and it's just, you know, we always seem to get a Portuguese side in a knockout stage. Yeah, it just seems to be what, it seems to be what we do. Um, but, you know, I thought they played A quite well and I thought they showed a lot of heart. I think a lot of their players have big futures in the game, you know, maybe outside of Portugal. 100%. Um, that young striker who scored, I can't remember his name. Ramos. Now. Yeah, he, he was lively. I think it was. All, all, or the Darwin Nunes. Uh, no, Nunes. Sorry. Nunes. Yeah, um, he was lively all night, I thought, as well. Um, touch on us in that situation. I'm very happy with how we played, um, and I'm very happy that we got through. Um, I just don't like the fact that against City we didn't play our best and, you know, we had a draw. And I don't like the fact that against Benfica in a game that we'll comfortable win, we weren't able to, you know, probably yeah, just, 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 you know, make it easy for ourselves. Understand it's Anfield, understand it's Champions League. When has it ever been easy for us in the Champions League at Anfield? And how many games have we looked back on with fond memories of crazy nights? And even though the aggregate score was probably never in doubt, it was still a pretty crazy game yeah. um, at Anfield. But um, I'm just not liking this little bit of uh, inconsistency sort of creeping in at this time of the season, especially where if you're going to win the Premier, you're probably going to need to win seven from seven and hope City slip. Um, and, you know, you to probably win the Champions League. I've said it plenty of times. We'll go to Villarreal in a second. They are my boys in Spain. And I love Unai Emery. And uh, good evening to everybody listening at the evenings. But um, he is the mastermind when it comes to cup football. And as Klopp said in his press conference afterwards against Benfica, he is the best cup football manager in the world at the minute. Yeah, you have to agree with that. He's won that many bloody Europa Leagues. And, you know, if we go out to Villarreal, it's something we definitely flagged. Yeah. We said, do we, do we really want him? And I think we both said we wanted Bayern because we're going to get a more traditional semi-final where you'd go toe-to-toe with another power... I'm not saying Villarreal's not a powerhouse, but you'd go toe-to-toe with, you know, someone who's going to be willing to open up a bit more where we know what, in the past, I feel like it's going to be very, like, 2012, 13 vibes where yeah. a team's going to sit there and we're going to struggle to break them okay. down. Obviously, we've got a lot better quality... Uh, floating through the squad now and we'll probably do a proper preview closer to um, the, those tyres because they're still a couple of weeks away. So It'll be an episode 50 thing to talk about, I think. Potentially. So we'll see. Obviously, there could be injuries to both teams and, and whatnot. So it's probably not worth really breaking it down now. I haven't actually watched much of the Bayern Villarreal 120 minutes, but from what I saw, it was very much what we predicted. Yeah. It's how <laughs> we, they play. I love it. Yeah. It's the dark arts of football. They're like Atletico in that, in that sense, but they've got a few more players, a little bit more nonce, I feel. You know, Moreno's quality. I like what they're doing at Villarreal as well. I'm going to have a bit of a spiel about Villarreal. You know, they've got Celso who could probably move on and he wants to stay. Yeah. You've got um, Pau Torres, who I think could yeah, honestly, so good. honestly could walk into look. You know, Liverpool I think A. City and Liverpool are the best sides in the world at the minute, and they would Power Torres would not look out of place. I yeah. actually think he would fit City really well yeah, alongside Stones or Diaz. Um, I think Power Torres would be absolutely unreal. I feel fast. He's probably not our model of centre back because he's probably yeah. not the quickest. Um, but I think he's absolutely unreal in his mind. I think he's unreal with his feet. Um, and he does not want to go anywhere. He just wants to stay. And the reason is, is Villarreal honestly believe they can win a La Liga title with this, with this squad. And you yeah, know, why not? What they've won the Europa league last year they've been competitive in the league real madrid are running away with it this year but barcelona still a bit off and it's really it's villarreal and atletico and then sort of maybe Sevilla around the mark too but they're not consistent enough so 
Yeah, but I think that it just shows that Villarreal are building something with the right sort of signings. Jared Moreno ain't going anywhere either, and he's quality. Getting a bit older now, though. He's quality in front of around the box. Um, you know, um, Samuel, who I can't yeah, remember his right truck something or other. I used yeah, to have him. Yeah, yeah he's the good. Right winger who scored the equaliser yeah. of the night and the winner. He's in class. The, in the aggregate. He's class. He's nippy. He's quick. He's going to cause us. Jeremy some Pino. Um, that they've just got a side where you look at it and you think it's unreal. And then my favourite player on the whole side, which you're going to laugh at me, but, you know, I love Coughlin. I think he's fantastic. Uh, it's him and Kapui, though. It's the, it's the, in, in a team that... No, but, you know, they were memes, really. Yeah, like yeah. They were actual memes in the Premier League. But them. the fact that their role is break-up play and we're not going to concede. They just play the role. But it's like you could put Lucas Laver in that team and he wouldn't look out of place as well, the no, way he's playing for Lazio at the moment, too. Yeah. So... It's literally it just destroying play. Whenever the opposition thinks they have flow, well, it's a system. They're yeah, not expecting their midfielders to be these unreal ball carriers, carriers that are gonna just open get it, up play. Get it to you. Get, get it, it to, it your to ten, you guys forward. Get it to your ten. Get it to your two wings. Get it to Jared Moreno's feet. Let them do. You just sit and you just let win the, the fullbacks ball. overload. And they're smart because of how they foul people, they barely get booked. And, yep. But they're physical in the right moments. They are a little bit dirty. That's how you win cups. And that's how you win cups. You just make it very, very uneven and hard to play. And we'll touch on this more with Atletico because Atletico tried to do probably get to the extreme against City. Um, but if you look at this tie, and I watched probably more than what you did. Only yeah, because I have some. I haven't had a chance to watch this I've, week. I've, I have some invested interest in Villarreal. Um, you know, I predicted them win the, cha- the Europa League last season, the quarterfinal and the semi, and then the beat United. So, you know, um, I, I'll follow them closely. Um, I just feel that the way they play is going to upset us. But 100%. what they did against Bayern is they upset Bayern and Bayern's flow. Now, especially first leg, I felt like Villarreal were very much in that game. Um, and, you know, they did everything perfect. Bayern Munich in Bayern, it was a completely different Villarreal side. It was a side that sat. It was a side that absorbed. It was a side that even at 1-0 down, it was home. like, we don't mind. If this game can get to literally the 85th minute and we're still 1-0 down, it's one on one aggregate. If the chance comes to break, we'll then break. They did. Which they did. And they played it perfectly because if you give space and time to Bayern, they're yeah. going to kill you. Where if you limit the space in behind and sit deep and put men behind the ball and frustrate, and you've got guys like Coughlin and um, Kapui and guys that can, you know, really win the ball back. And then you've got the pace of Samuel out wide. Moreno can hold it up. It's dangerous. Yeah. And that's why I didn't want him because they, they do that to us. We're in trouble, especially if we don't score any. If we can score in the first, 10 yeah, minutes, it puts the, the pressure first, on them. First, um, first leg, first twenty minutes. Yeah, then then I'll be more confident. Um, but Bayern eventually got the one 0 lead. It wasn't like early, it wasn't late. You know, midway through the first half. Yeah. Um, but what I liked is that Villarreal never seemed overordered in any cup competition. You know, oh, we're one 0 down a box. That's fine. We'll still win. Yeah, they don't the panic other. and change you the know, way they play. They're like, mate, we could play like this for the next, you know, however long to hundred twenty minute mark and win in a shootout. We don't care. And yeah. that's what makes what makes them dangerous. And look, I I don't want to be negative, Nancy. Look, they but got the equaliser with ten minutes to go, didn't they? So no, nah, it was like the eighty eighth minute. I thought it was eightieth. Eighty eighth minute was uh, was Samuel's um, right, equaliser. Um, I'm not going to be too much of a negative, Nancy. I don't want to preview Liverpool game too much, but I would not be surprised in the slightest if they did us over. And if they did us over, they're winning the Champions League. Yeah, because they're just going to be able to get that same opportunity. Um, you're right. It was eighty eighth. I was half asleep when I checked it, so that eight must have looked like a zero to me, but That's even fine. better. Um, look, yeah, I mean, we could keep touching on Villarreal, and I reckon we'll leave it for, for when it's closer to the day, but maybe there was a bit of naivety there from Bayern because they did it against all, um, was it Salzburg, yep. the round before when they went one all, I think, or one nil down, going into the home leg and then just came out and 
blitzed him away. And I think there may have been a bit of, all right, we're buying, we'll flex our muscles, we'll, you know, use the quality we've got here because, you know, they, on paper, they are the better side. But Villarreal is a different proposition. So I agree. And um, one last thing of buying is uh, what could have unsettled it was Lewa came out the day before and said, I'm going to go to Barca. Yeah, that was a bit was weird timing. Weird, weird timing. I would have waited till after the leg. I don't know how that froze anything if it even impacts buying because they're so elite. But, um, you know, maybe that's something in that as well that all of a sudden that little bit of added pressure this is Lewa's last chance to win it with us and all of a sudden, you know, yeah, pays on it too. But I don't know where Bath getting his money to pay him either. So he must be taking some form of a pay cut to I think it's just go him, play there. I think it's just him saying, you know, it's my time's done here. And yeah, I, he's been I, there I for ages. Need, I, just, I need one more club under my belt. I don't, I respect that he's gone there in the position they're in too because he's good at his pick of clubs too. So the fact that he's gone to Barca and oh, I would too, but you know the fact that he said oh, I'm going to go to Barca and help them rebuild, I think that's massive. Like obviously whether it's to help Pedri and whatnot develop too and helping Ansu Fadi, but then working with Aubameyang, you know, if Adama goes there for you know, which you'd assume he will, he, like he's, he even will. though he's on loan, I think he'll go there permanently. You start looking at that, and then you start going, "Oh, okay, there's something going on here up front." It's whether they can get, you know, an actual defensive midfielder and they had to sit in there instead of Busquets because the fact that he's still playing kind of, you know, is probably part of the problem. And same with PK, like they got to start yeah. phasing some of these guys out. And we won't talk about it too much, but you know, for them to go out to Frankfurt in the Europa League, yeah, this know, morning is that shocked me, like, yeah, it did too. and um, to lose it at home as well, which is just like be un, um, unheard of for Barcelona. But anyway. We'll go to their, uh, well, not their main rivals, but a rival in Atletico Madrid, Man City. What a game. This is a bit of a different type of tie, wasn't it? Like, I just I thought City were just going to find a way to get out and get away, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, you're, and I didn't expect a nil-nil in the second leg. Like, I really didn't expect a nil-nil. I, I thought this game had goals in it because the first leg was quite cagey. Yeah. Uh, and I thought 1-0 down, Atletico would be okay with that. And they're normally pretty good at scoring early, I find. Like, when we've played them yeah. in ties, I always go, for God's sake, like, Sal would always pop up with a goal or, like, someone from the midfield would always just arrive late, bang one from the edge of the box, and then they would then sit. But yeah. because that goal didn't come, I thought, okay, now that it's going to get a bit more intense. And I just didn't... I was trying to keep an eye on our game at the same time, and that was probably a bit hindered my ability to look at both. But... I just thought either City are going to like sit and wait and Atletico you know, are going to have to push the tempo here. But I, I, I'm going to get your thoughts on what City looked like because I haven't seen much of this game at all because there wasn't really a huge bank of highlights. I feel like City played and the circumstances okay, but they never were allowed to get into a flow. And that was more because of Atletico's, um, you know, how they decided to go into that game. I've never seen a team resemble the manager so much. Diogo Simeone as a player and is a very hot-headed, you know, great, good player. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, and international. International footballer and, you know, but he wore his heart on his sleeve and he, he expects his side as a coach to go out there and give it all and, you know, push the dark arts yeah. and it's the good old you know do you care how your team wins games do you as a fan do you, do you care how uh, you know how your team goes about it to win trophies and you know to be fair he's been fairly successful you know to topple Barca and to topple Madrid from two leagues yeah you know it, it, there's nothing to be scoffed at and made 
one Champions League final. Yeah, and like, and, two. and a lot of that's been one. built around this four four two stay really compact system. But what it's also been built around is definitely the dark arts. You know, you must foul in these sort of areas. You must be physical in this sort of game. And it was very intent. It was do not let City play at all costs. Yeah, you must make sure you unsettle them. And what they were trying to do is Atletico were trying to just buy a reaction. I feel like they kind of come out saying, we can't beat them with 11 versus 11, but we need them down to 10. And yeah. that's going to happen if we keep playing like this. And like, get under their skin, which they do well. Which, um, you know, the game obviously descended into madness in the last five minutes. And then in the tunnel, police needed to come yeah, I heard about all that um, with Jack have Grealish. The, and... Have you seen the footage? It's absolutely no. mental. It's ridiculous. I'm surprised it hasn't been a, a bit more from UEFA coming out about fines and suspensions and whatnot. Jeez. It's more the Atletico players, you know, being probably a bit more annoyed that they're out. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't mind a bit of the biff in football turns. I think whatever, that's 90 minutes, you're on the tunnel. It's not in the public eye, you know. I don't mind. It's the amateur footballer, yeah, you know, it's coming out yeah. though. That's the problem. I don't, I don't mind. Regardless of what happened, things it's get probably, filmed. It probably though. went over the top, but I don't mind a little bit of you know the argy bargy and a bit yeah. of passion and yeah, a, bit, a bit more verbal, the verbal and a little yeah. bit of, of a little bit of feel. Um, now for me, it was this game was just marred by a referee who really didn't want to book people and stamp it out and a side that had the understanding and been told to be as physical as humanly possible. Um, Phil Foden caught one very early on from um, the player got sent off. I can't remember his name now. I've gone blank. Um, wasn't Lorente, was it? No, 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 no. Um, oh, geez. Who was look it? Look it up. Keep going. Uh, centre-back? Is it a centre-back? I'll was look it, it up. Keep um, going. Uh, anyhow. Um, and he came right over the top of him. You know, oh, Felipe. Yeah, that's it. Um, he came right over the top of him and just gave him an elbow into the back of his head. You know, Foden was down for a while. And Savic just the whole time was like any foul I'm running over to a, the referee or B to the player to push, uh, push an argy bargy. And all he was looking for was some sort of reaction. I'm telling you right now, if a city player put a hand on an Atletico player, they would have been on the floor rolling around trying to get a red. It was the 100%. clear, it was the clear, um, typical dark arts, you know, it was, if they look like they're playing, kick them. De Bruyne got buddy brought down, I reckon five, six times. And one of them was bad enough that he had to come off. Um, and he looks like he's in doubt for the FA Cup game, which is huge for the City-Liverpool game, which we'll touch on a bit later. Yep. Um, Phil Foden may be in doubt for that one as well because of the physicality. Um, but, uh, you know, City players bit, but bit in a verbal way. Um, and never did anything over the top. And that's I think that's like credit, credit to them. <laughs> that's what they always like. Yeah, which is a credit to them because I feel like in that situation, there's a lot yeah. of teams. I actually think a lot of us, pressure. I think us, Liverpool, have a little bit more fire in our belly. Um, not saying City don't, but a different type of fire where we probably would have pushed back a bit and we probably would have had a red card in that game. And a yeah, lot like of sides Robo would have. Or... Yeah, one of the, one of, you know, Robbo, I think Trent has it in him. I think Van Dyke loves a scrap, um, you know, and I'm not saying like a scrap, but it's going to be like, yeah, but we would probably be a bit more, we're going to stand up for our Put mate a foot and, in and Yeah. Yeah, where like Grealish was probably the one that led that for City, especially in the bench melee. Grealish came running at Savage. Um, and in the tunnel, it was Savage and Grealish. That I think kicked that off too. Uh, but, um, you know, credit to City because they just kept their heads. They knew they were one new up. They knew that yeah. Atletico still haven't scored yet. I do think if that, game was, game. If that game was, if Atletico found a goal, I think uh, there would have been red cards in this game, like from both sides. Yeah, 100%. Or if, if Atletico somehow were 2 new up and this happened, I think City would have descended into madness. Guardiola would have descended into madness. just didn't happen that way, and I think that's credit to City. Um, but, you know, I don't think – I know this is unpopular, but I don't think what Atletico did on the night as much as it's dirty and it's not probably in the spirit of the game. It is very, you know, you know, it's very like 80s, 70s yeah, kicked off the team. 
I'm, very old school. I'm not against it. If a referee's going to let it go, I'm not against it. If we had a yeah, strong well, referee, it's that, the rules. Yeah. Like it's not breaking any rules. It's that's what's beautiful about the game, though. You can play it how you want to play it. There's probably like nine yellow cards in that game from a different referee, and probably yeah. a couple more reds. But you know, if yeah, the referee's going to let it go, then you you play to that. You take that standard. What's the that's point? Set. What's the point? Everyone playing the exact same way, and you know, I like that there's variation and that there's a, a, a opportunity to have creative freedom and. As long as you're not going out there to intently hurt someone, that's where, for me, the line gets crossed. Um, but if you're just there to frustrate and be a pain in the ass, then I'm more than okay with it. If you want to set your team up to play that way and you live and die by that sword, then and good on did. you. Because some managers have lived and died by playing four-three-three and ball on the ground. Others are going to play, you know... You can have the ball. We're going to sit in. We're going to counterattack. We're going to park the bus. We're going to be compact. Cool. However you think you can win a game, go for it. As long as you're not going out there and leaving studs in and kicking people and stamping on people. Like, Borderline Atletico. That's probably that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the stuff I don't want to see. But the, the shape of play and the style of play is different to than what those individual acts might be. So I, I don't mind the physicality. I feel like this game could have boarded along upon the extreme. It, it was it was missing the flashpoint of a really bad leg breaking double footer. Yeah. And then I would have been like, okay, that's too much. Like if De Bruyne's injury was caused by Felipe coming in five yard lunge, double footed yeah. knee high and he's out for, you know, twelve months, I would have been like, Yeah, okay, that's too, too far. Mu- that's too far. But I feel like they pressed the, they pressed the envelope to the point where it was still okay, but they're pressing the envelope and pushing it to that boundary to the referee go, you make a decision. Make it, it's too yeah. much now and you have to send someone, which you did in the end, you do it. Yeah, but but you do it point, in the 90th minute though as yeah. well. It's kind of lost its value yeah, at that point, exactly. hasn't it? Where it's, mission's been done. They're, they're out anyway. So while well, he's suspended off the first group game next next year, whatever, like yeah. it's not. It's not crazy. And they'll be fine if Letty and like, good luck to them. If that's how they're going to win games of football and that's how they think they can win a championship. That's how they've won and, trophies and that's how they've made finals. Then, so why change? Then let them go. I don't mind it. Um, just, you know, in the end of the day, I feel like if you're City, you're a little bit aggrieved because you know you have a big game against Liverpool and your players have come for a very physical game. They're going to be tired. After already playing us during the week before. Yeah, and then we play us for a second time, three games in a week, and you're missing De Bruyne and maybe Foden. Yeah, it's massive. It's huge. And I feel for them in that that regard and because I don't think it's their fault. But at the same stage, that's football. And, you know, I still yeah. think their squad's good enough that they could still beat us. Yeah, they've got that much money invested in that squad. They need to be able to use use it. And I'll use a little example. They're not Arsenal. Arsenal lose two players and they fall apart. Yeah, you know, know, City, you have enough players of quality to, to cover in in those positions. So you'd like to think that at least the game this weekend is going to be competitive. Before we move into those, though, we need to talk about Athletic's main rival, because I thought that they'd done a full bottle job. When I woke up and saw 3-1 going into extra time, going the way of Chelsea, I thought, holy crap, I did not give them Buckley's chance of getting back into the tie, let alone forcing extra time. And it came like That was the game that had the 80th minute goal. That's what yeah. it was. Rodrigo's goal was on the 80th minute mark. Yeah, and that's just... Uh, in Spain as well, like to go away... I mean, obviously their, their confidence was up... From smacking the crap out of Southampton they probably needed the wake up from the Madrid first leg gone and found some form and then just the Chelsea we expect to see that's what we were talking about last week we don't you don't know what Chelsea's coming yeah and the fact that the right Chelsea rocked up really almost put them in a good opportunity like a, if, they, if they made it into that semi-final against Man City that would have been a robbery I mean oh, absolute robbery to get in there but I'm not 
I don't know. Well, it would be the definition of a tale of two games. Yeah, you know what 100%. I mean. Like just, but it's just unheard. Like to have a swing that quick in the space of a week, like it's just unheard of. Like it's unbelievable. Premier League result, confidence, and then bang, they rolled into that game there, and they were the better side in this tie. Um, it looked like Madrid were just like we're home. Yeah, and, and they're just play, have, and they're playing safe, and we just have to just pay this ninety minutes out and we're home, and it got a little bit complacent. It felt, um, uh, but credit to Madrid in extra time they switched, they flicked the switch, and you know with the um, with the flick of the switch, um, they uh, you know they did okay, and you know Modric by the way, what a ball, what what a ball, he's quality, he, he's still <laughs> he's so ball. good. I love watching him play football. Um, I feel like if you're City, you preferred getting Madrid than you did getting Chelsea because Chelsea know you a bit better. 100%, especially um, with it being the, the rematch of the final last year too. Yeah. I think it adds a little bit of extra spice. and Defending champions of Europe, mate. They just they, they, they know what they need to do. Tuchel's really, really good. And like the fact that's just, you know that Chelsea nearly got there and did the job, it shows that they are still a quality side when they're on. Yeah. Um, I am a big believer that Real Madrid are just, you know, and you've said it plenty of times, they're just steeped in enough history that they know <laughs> they what they have get to it do. Done. They know how to get it done. And I, in, going an extra time, you did not think they were getting it done. It was either a shootout or it's going to be yeah, you know, the, limping. Way of, or the way of Chelsea. And they got home, you know, and that's what they do. It's Real Madrid. It's just them doing it again. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, they probably didn't weren't happy with the 90 and they know they were a bit complacent. But yet again, they it's just know how to get through and if they can beat um, if they can beat City then they can definitely beat us or Villarreal who gets 100%. through could you imagine at the start of the year we're going to say it's going to be a Real Madrid Villarreal Champions League final <laughs> that's the beauty of football though isn't it just Benzema's cup competitions form. it's just Benzema's forms carried them because everyone said that Madrid were done as well yeah, like they after, did. you know, I think that well, they, they win the league last year I think they did a lot of them were saying that they're oh, too old, old they haven't, and, they haven't know, invested. And, and the Champions League results haven't been there and they need a rebuild and all this sort of stuff. It just shows experienced footballers makes a difference. Mentally understand what they need to do. And yeah. they're still world class. Like Luka Modric. And then Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. have taken another step this year too. Yeah, and then that's the difference too. Yeah, and that's their youth's different than like Barcelona's. They go out and buy their youth where Barcelona will produce through their academy. Yeah. And like, you know, people oh, agree well, or disagree with like, both clubs' better. ideologies. doesn't yeah. really Matter, one, to be one's honest. the Galacticos and one's built on a Cantanian, you know, academy based. You know, you get your kids in at fourteen and teach them the yeah. system. So, um, I don't mind how if they're going to go out and then buy the best Brazilian youth that's coming through or the best whatever. They they they're linked with go like, for it. They have a link with a two flamingo kids now. Um, the fact that they yeah. they they get it right though, that's the they thing, get it like, right a lot. You know, and I think that you know if Madrid are going to keep going down that path they will still find success and for me what it is is just that it's that mentality that Zidane built into them when they won three in a row it's just yeah. we know what we needed to get it done doesn't matter if you play the best football does not matter if you have to be Atletico Madrid and foul everybody does not matter if you have to be Liverpool and press everybody we'll get it done no matter what it is on the day we will do what we need to do and yeah. credit to him, I think they're crazy that Ancelotti's doing it though. Oh mate, I Carlo's did not give him unreal, a chance though. Carlo's unreal. I thought he was done after he just threw Everton away. <laughs> I thought, what the hell are you doing? But he's proven it right again. Like he's getting it Quality done. Manager. Oh yeah, it doesn't change, does it really? Oh. All right. Whilst we're sort of, I know we veered away from Chelsea, but we'll talk about Chelsea Palace. Uh, this weekend. So two FA Cup games, two semi-finals, two days at Wembley. We've got Liverpool City, what's today, Friday? So tomorrow or Sunday morning, morning at mid midnight. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Easter present to start with. Um, is, uh, is our game, but we'll go to the one that will be played on Monday morning, which is Chelsea Palace. And this is the one where 
I'm really intrigued. I think we could do this Liverpool City preview in 30 seconds and say it's very much likely to be very similar to the other game that we've had already um, this week where one-off game, got to win. There's got to be a result. So whether it's a draw means it goes to penalties. Um, but I don't know. I think depending on De Bruyne and Foden, that's definitely going to swing in our, in our favour. Uh, and then we've got Man United on the Wednesday. So Massive for us. A huge week for us. And I'll quickly see if I can find City if they're playing in this. They've got Brighton. So yeah, they've got a bit easier tie. Brighton a bit out of it. So, yeah. yeah. But um, look, I'm just going to just say it yet again. I'm going to predict a goal-scoring draw. Entertaining you know? draw. That probably it's going to be a 2-2, 2-1, 3-2. It's be one of them. I'm never, ever, ever going to predict against Guardiola and Klopp that it's going to be a 1-0. And if there is going to be a 1-0, it's going to be with either Alisson or Edison making like 15 saves and being man in yeah. the match and saving a pen or something stupid. It'll be like, you know, it'll be one of those things where the keep is going to be lured as like the hero of all heroes, you know. Um, it'll be very much like the Carabao Cup final. Yeah, and, um, you know, I, I love I love Versus City. Um, I wish this was the final. Yeah. But um, it's not. And I like the fact that, you know, for us, it's going to be a case of if we play our best football, we probably will win. Where for City, they've got to worry about how their squad's going to be yeah. after this big couple of games they've had. And then that worry will come into us for the Man United game. I hate that we got United straight after. Straight after. And the fact United can ruin a title for us is like really, really annoying. Yeah, they're um, all over the place at the moment. We'll definitely talk about that next week. Yeah, but, but I just think that, uh, you know, in this Liverpool City game, is what preview can you give it apart from the fact expect goals, expect quality football, yeah. expect two sides that will give each other respect, but will look to play each other off the park and expect, you know, expect City to be a little bit different than what they normally do, like they were against us at the if you had on the weekend, and expect us to maybe, you know, play a little bit different as well to get a result versus City. But the main thing is, is that you know whoever scores first, majority of the time of how these two play, that ain't going to be the end of it. There's not going to be a team that's going to, you know, you know, really keep a clean sheet, is there? Unless they're absolutely perfect on the day. No. I so I just think this is going to be a crazy cut tie and, you know, Enjoy it. Just enjoy really, it. That's you know. the key. Enjoy I would, it. Honestly. Embrace it. How often do two teams like this get to play off one off? You know, it's pretty rare. And for us, especially here in Australia, it's rare that we get to watch it at a good time as well. So it's, it's nice. If you are watching from down under, make sure whether you're in the eastern states or you're, you know, central or in Perth, make sure you're watching this one because it's not... could be a five or a penalty shootout. Like, honestly, yeah. it could and go till three in the morning. So, yeah. you know, be excited. The other tie, Chelsea Palace, I'm very, very excited. Patrick Vieira has gone so under the radar. It's had um, a really good Premier League season too, you know. they, they a massive results. And when they rock up, four, they are... What, four points from Spurs? Yeah, I think, I think they think. are. Four from two, sorry, two draws with City, Yep, I reckon. And they're just a quality side. And four, and four from Arsenal. Like, yeah. that's just unreal. Good for manager. A, not first-year manager, but really, he hasn't, he's managed in France a little bit and in the MLS a little bit. We talked about it though in an earlier pod. It's that experiences of failing and, you know, trying to perfect your style and then succeeding in those other comps that's allowed him to become really good. And, you know, I think that's when we're talking about John Terry and Frank Lampard and, you know, they're probably a little bit out their depth, you know, um, going straight, straight in, in, straight in. And like why Gerrard's probably been successful is he did, took a youth team at Liverpool. They went to the Rangers to perfect it and now he's got a, a Premier League job. Um, but it's yet again, it's, 
Patrick Vieira going for years of experience of not just playing, of coaching and going, this is what I want. This yeah. is how I want to achieve it. These are the players I need. We're going to play this style of football. But he's also not too regimented in that, that he will also set up in a way that will give them the best chance to win if needs be. You know, and yeah. he's done it against City. Um, you know, that he, where he's frustrated. and you know, Not his players bit. either. That's what's scary. Like, yeah. imagine you give him two, three years and he builds a squad that he they're wants. in a really good spot, Palace. That is so, and like, it was a risk because they went from Roy, who was very conservative and you knew what you are going to get from Roy Hudson. Like, he's, who probably took them as far as he could, to yep. be fair as well. Uh, but then you go from someone with that level of Premier League experience to obviously a unknown entity. And I know there was some real uh, question marks being raised around his appointment, but... You can't. He's almost manager of the year. He almost is. And to be fair, if you're Palace, what do you what do you deem as success? What do you deem as progression? Because if you're just happy to be what, what Burnley's done for many a year, just sit in stay. the pram and stay and stay and stay, eventually you will go down. I think Burnley are probably going to go this year. Probably. I don't know. It's it's this top you know relegation fight. We'll probably do this a whole podcast on it. This season is just unbelievable. Yeah. yeah it, you know, because any results down there and you don't know. You know, Everton aren't safe. Watford have probably the best run in. Um, yeah. out of all of them so you don't know what's going on there Burnley if they can find a result or two you know they might stay up again um, but if you're Palace do you want to really be one of those sides that just that's how you live nah, by you gotta push you gotta, you gotta try and do something you know you gotta try and change the ethos at the club you gotta try and provide some sort of direction for the football club to move in and I feel like getting Patrick Vieira in that was going to come in with a style and implement but also still keep some of the aspects of what Roy's probably you know keep up football when needed you know where Roy will sit up and sit deep and go a bit more yeah. direct Pat, you know Vieira's taken that on board in certain games he has probably gone away from his style to try and get a result which I can you know I totally understand because he knows this isn't his players but at the same time he's built a system he's got in limited guys that he wanted but he's got in a couple and he's played a style, and I think that's credit to Palace for actually taking a chance and going, this is what we want to do. It's like Leicester back in the day when they came up from the Prem, you know, they got yeah. um, they got Ranieri in who was a bit more of a tinker man, but in the end they were like, well, I've had enough of Ranieri now. We need a team that's going to play football that's going to get us into Europe most times. And yeah. I'm like, you know, they might not be in Europe through the league, but if they win the Conference League, they're in the Europa League, you know, yeah. and um, they're in the semi final. And they now. really should win that. I think they should. Two. I think they should too. But um, I, I liken it to Any that. English team should win that thing every year. Well, it depends if they come Mo- up against... Oh, most years. Yeah, if most they come up against years. a big Spanish or German side, I could understand. Yeah, they had a poor year in the league, but, you know, um, most most are not. You when two have Premier League game. established teams are in that, and that, Spurs that, really should have still been in that. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, they, the amount of money, like, sixth and seventh in the Premier League is better than most third other. and fourth in other leagues. Yeah, more often than I, not. I agree. Um, it's just so you have to get more games. But yeah. back to Palace, it's more the fact that they know that by taking this chance and it paying off, they've got a base now to build that football club. Yeah. And I'm not going to say, oh, they're going to build it into something special where it's going to be a you know dynasty and they're going to win many, many Premier no, Leagues. But, it's gonna but be they're a team that's going to build and you know all of a sudden they might finish a sixth, they might have a fifth, they might have a year where everything's so tight they'll finish fourth. You know, But that's for them is better than them just loitering around. And and 12th then, and 13th. Yeah, and then eventually having a poor year where it doesn't go your way and you get you relegated. Get injuries. Yeah, and then you get relegated and then you're finding you're racking that scrap to go back up. Um, so I think that's credit and you know what the best piece of that credit is is they've got themselves a semi-final at Wembley in Vieira's first season and they're going to go out there and go toe-to-toe versus Chelsea and I see this as a game where Vieira will not you know will not try and go away from his style he'll play his style versus Chelsea because I think Chelsea as loses much, Gallagher though that's one big issue yeah and I think Chelsea as much as they're a good side I still think are vulnerable at the minute as well. You know, yeah. they haven't been like as consistent. Yeah, it was better on the weekend in the Prem. Yeah, it was a lot better against Madrid. I know they got beat on the yeah, They do it three times in a row. Yeah. But 
at the minute, from what you've seen at Chelsea, they've been a little bit stumbly. And I feel like this is a great time for Palace to go out there, play their best football. And it would not surprise me if Palace get the job done. Yeah. Look, I definitely see a world where Palace can get a result because in a cup game, anything's possible. So I'm really excited for these two because they provide two very different opportunities is probably the best way to put it to as, as a viewer so I, i'm extremely excited look i you know liverpool chelsea's probably if i had to put something on that was safe yeah is what i'd be doing because i just can't not back us in the semi-final would i be shocked if we we're playing palace no would i be shocked if city are in the final no so yeah, like everything's you, on the you cards. can literally see all four Teams results yeah. happening and that's what you want in, in this tournament as well. And, you know, it's cool. You, you get the fairy tale. I don't, th- I think what Watford would have been the last like fairy tale team to make the final and then just got slapped up by Man City. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'd love to be, look for the narrative. It'd be cool to play Chelsea again. Yeah. Because we only played them two months ago the in, Cup. in the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. But, you know, it'd just be cool to play Palace. I think it would be too. And I think it, I would love to watch a City Palace final because Palace have history against City. Yeah. Um, so I think and it's City really would good. hate that, I reckon. And is Palace really it, it look, don't get me wrong, it is a bit of a fairy tale if they win it, but is it really a fairy tale that they're here? No. Not really, because like, they're an established Premier League team. Look, I think the years are gone when the FA Cup where someone from the championship's gonna go all of a sudden make the final. Yeah, like Birmingham. You know, like Birmingham did their years ago. They're Mule, pretty much the last one or Wigan who got relegated. Yeah, you know, something it. like that. Someone's had a really poor year, but they are uh, I think the other thing we need to forget is Palace do somehow win this cup competition. They're in the group stage of the Europa League. That's massive. That's and a massive spot financially goes away, as well. And a spot goes away from the league. But if they just make the final, do they get that spot? No, because all three... You have, to, you have to win it. It goes to the league. So if the winner of the cup competition is Liverpool, so it just goes to like eighth. Yeah, it will go to it will go or that seventh. You know that Europa League spot will go to the league, and then the Conference League spot goes will go one down. more. Yeah, All right, so maybe that's down. how there's seven spots because yeah, yeah. but the, the winner, winner of, the, of the FA Cup's normally a team that's finishing above or in yeah. those European so spots. So say okay. Palace finish ninth, but they, win the cup, but win the cup, they, they get jump the Europa League spot, and everyone else goes down one. So only one spot. Goes to the Europa League, yeah. So league, fifth, and then so it goes six, five, yeah. six, seven, no yeah. eight. Yeah, no eight. Yeah, and that's how it works. Yeah, um, which could be cool. And I think that's a real little asterisk side note because could it be interesting to see Palace in the Europa League next year? Interesting then to see who would miss out on European football based on that too. That would be it. Could be a big implication end of the year, so end of like the season, FA Cup, final, West Ham, or like, well, yeah. Oh, no, it wouldn't be West Ham. Who's it'd be like Man United or whatever that in that sixth area. Yeah. Like that's it's know. crazy, and you could you could see West Ham or uh, Leicester winning the Conference League as well, and then you could have yeah, Palace, automatically. You could have, you could have uh, Leicester or West Ham winning the Conference League, especially if it's Leicester because they're outside of that spots as go. well. Look at this. And then if you have, um, so you're looking at Man United in seventh. Yeah, Leicester could win the Europa League, um, the, the conference. conference from ninth. Palace could win the FA Cup from tenth. Oh, and, and take two spots away. And then take two spots away from the league. And all from of a sudden, West Ham, so what, and Man six United, and seven. West, West Ham, Man United might miss out. Actually, I don't think it and works West like that. Um, Leicester, if they win the, I oh, know if you win the, you just automatically you're in. Automatically yeah. in, so it doesn't take a spot away from the league. Yeah. Palace that would take a spot away. But oh, that's like that, we could have like nine English sides in European football next season if all the results went that way. That is crazy. It's half. 
the league, and man. And to be fair, West Ham up finishing could finish in the Europa League spot, may not. In well, this, West Ham are bloody in the semi-final as well. They yeah, win it. A, yeah, and they could win it, and it's just <laughs> mental. So I, I love it. I love it. So I imagine love West Ham win the Europa League and Leicester win the conference. They just and West Ham go up West on each. The, yeah, West Ham go Champions into the League. League and, um, that is mental. Oh, mental. I love it, and I think that's where you know English you, football. We could do a whole podcast on English football, but oh, it's just taking it. over at the moment. Yeah, uh, it's just stupid. Yeah, oh, it's great. I love it though. It's the best league in the world, and you know, well, it's the most yeah. viewed, yeah. biggest income. It just it all makes sense. Yeah, and it does. And it's good I'd to love see. to see what their views on it are in England, like the old school fans. Like, how do they really value it? Like, do they value it because their teams are competitive now? Yeah. Or do you go? Oh, it's not not quite the same because not every club's doing what they used to do. I and think it, you've got to look at it as like two different eras. Like back in the oh, day, it's the a old, different sport. Yeah, it was <laughs> the first division and the second division, and you know, it wasn't the Premier League and the TV. You know, you could yeah. only, the only way that you could watch a game was by going down to watch the game, and only or one match game was day. on TV at three p.m. You know, and that was match of the day. Match of the day wasn't a competition where they went for every game, and then you know, this is the match Pick of the one day. So thirty-five minute highlight. Yeah. Match of the day was you know, here you go. Every sort of um, you know, every, we're going to pick the best game. That's match of the day. So if you're not going to game, that's the game you got to get to watch. That's yeah. the only game of football that's you get so to watch. So crazy. Um, and then they would have like the Sky Sports boys all sitting there on a panel, and they would talk about every game. But they'll go from the you know first division, the championship, the you know, you name yeah. it. And the thing was back then is because football was played in such a, you know, normal way, it was a bit more, you know, Atletico Madrid-like of, well, you know, buggery, but more four four two players from well. you, more academy, yeah. and you developed your own. And yeah, there wasn't, it was it was a bit more. This is yeah. our football club sort of thing. Uh, but anyone, the third division sides would beat top division sides, and no one bad an eyelid. They'd be like, yeah. no, but this side here's won nineteen games in a row in the third division. They're probably yeah, they're on the way up. Yeah, they're on their way up. You know, you know, they're playing a football that's a good style. You know, whatever. You know, you had Nottingham Forest winning Champions Leagues back in the day, and you know, um, playing Brexit football, and you know, under Brian Clough, you had Leeds under Donny Revy. You know, literally winning. Cup competitions in Europa, yeah. you know, Europa leagues, literally Super by kicking, kicking people in the knee, you know. <laughs> but fans used to get behind that, and fans used to go absolutely bonkers back then for it. Yeah, and it's, it's a different, different demographic, era, different, different generation, different, yeah, different, different demographic. You know, you got the technology, you've got the TV money, you got the worldwide audience. It's not much just locally English football. That's where the difference um, is. Match day experience is so know, different for yeah, these big and, clubs now. You know, as well. you got everyone, everything seating, so you're not got standing terraces. I just think it's so much different. Yeah. I think those old you can't school fans it. understand now that you know. Yeah, it's, it's, not it's not the same, and they probably support there. Like, like for me, I, I would assume that a lot of those older generation that still support you know Liverpool Arsenal's whatever they probably follow their like national league local sides too for just that connection for like what I see on different Twitch, what I see on Twitch it does I know it's really the same Twitch but a lot of guys that you know come in and they say they're from England you know I'll be like oh who do you support and I'll be like oh, I support Liverpool I support Chelsea but my local side's actually Lincoln City and yeah. I'll go watch them on a, on a Saturday. If I can't go to a Liverpool game or whatever, I'm going to go down to Lincoln City and watch my local side. Yeah. It, it's like us, me or you, going to watch our local amateur side. But their, their amateur side could be in the Premier League in four years. We're here, our amateur <laughs> side's just like whatever, you know. What's well, yeah. the best you can do? Win the Sunday amateur comp if you're, you yeah, know, really good. Yeah, a bit different. Yeah, which is a bit different, pyramid or whatever. But that's what makes football a bit different in England and what makes the older school fans, yeah. and what makes, you know, the newer generations. That's what the issue with the, the Super League was though too. Yeah, so. and that's what took it away. But that's why the new school fans would be like, yeah, but my local side's like Lincoln City and my local side's like, you know, Forest Green or whatever, you know. Yeah. And we'd be, be like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm going to watch them on a Saturday because they're only five minutes up the road. That's who you support. I love that in England. I yeah. think it's fantastic. But um, you know, that's a different world over there because the pyramid's different. And you know, Torquay, you know, you know, you can take one 
a football manager as a non-league club and take him all the way to the Prem if you wanted. You know, no, hashtag United you know, want to do it. It can happen know? in real life. That's the yeah, thing. That's so. the thing. So, um, and that's why I think the supported supporters are different in England because they have that affiliation to their local club. They have the old school history of how it used to be, and that's what's been bled down to the new generation. But the new generation is blessed with technology. It's blessed with TV money. It's blessed with you could watch any game at any moment from anywhere sort of thing. And you're not reliant on just the one game that's on match of the day. It makes it a different type of fan. Yeah. Got to remember the old school fans went to every single game home and away because they yeah. knew that's the Because they could though. It was different though. It was, it different, was easier. Though. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, but I think that's what makes football great. And I think the older fans understand and you had that to. It's not, that was the other thing too. Older fans now, I think, understand that it's not like that now. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. All right. Speaking about that, we'll get into some questions. I reckon we'll start off with Din. We'll yep. go a few easy ones here. So start one, bench one, and sell one. Messi, Ronaldo, Lewandowski. Well, Lewandowski's leaving, so does that just automatically like put him in the cell? I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> thinking about what I'll do in my team, but you know that puts him in the cell. For, you know, real sure. <laughs> does that mean you're benching Ronaldo, starting Messi, or is star benching Ronaldo, uh, benching, uh, benching? Right now I don't know how realistic you want to go with this. That's the problem. Like, I don't think you can actually physically sell any of these guys. You have to wait for their contracts to expire. Yeah, but um, I just think con- like you're, their money. You're, you're, you're the general manager of a football club. And so you, as and they are right now, as they are I have right to now, take, you so have, have to start you have one, every player, one. You have every player at your disposal you ever wanted and that's your options have been told that you have All to right. do. So I bench Ronaldo because I want him for the commercial aspect of my club Yep. and there's no one. I'm, I'm never going to be able to actually sell him so I have to wait for him to expire. Yep. I'll start. Uh, I'll start Messi and I yep. sell Lewandowski. There you go, nice. Um, I'm actually going to go very, very different. Um, I start Lewandowski because I feel like out of those three, he's still got a better ceiling. Um, or we still can play at a bit of a higher level. I also think out of those three, he's the one in the better form yeah, at the minute 100%. in world football. Um, I am actually benching Messi because I feel like he can change a game still. Um, I'm. I know that Ronaldo's at Man United. Ronaldo's still like that big key figure or whatever. But if I was to manage a club. I would not, as a manager, like a player that's bigger than me trying to run the show at his age. I'll just say, Ronaldo, you're too old. Um, go, go to sporting, go end your career, have yeah. fun. Oh, I would sell him on in an instant. That's why I'd uh, just throw him on the bench yeah. and go, like, I'm the alpha He's here, baby boy. Good, good bench player. They're all good super subs, but don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just feel like Messi could change a game. You know, if you're playing against a Brexit sort of football Yeah, side, I still just love watching yeah. Messi play because he he's he adapted down. his game and so he can just float around and do what he needs to do. All right, one signing you wish Liverpool never made. I don't know how I feel about this question because I think all of those opportunities give you growth. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have to make some shit signings to, you know, figure out what's working or what's changing. Like, I don't think we've made a bad signing you know, under Jürgen. Oh, under Jürgen, no. And I'm like, no one really, like, the only one, like, you, like I didn't understand was, like, a Stuart Downing. Back you know in the day, mean? like, Roy like Kenny Day, Day Roy. Oh, Ke- Kenny. That was Kenny. That got down, I don't know if it was it? Kenny. It was Ford. Kenny, I think. One of them, but you know that was someone. So like, you serious? Like getting him? Like, and he was actually good though. Like at Villa, he just didn't happen. But like, I don't wish we didn't we didn't make the signing. Yeah. Just, we were in a position where we couldn't get better players. Like it, you know, it was if we we'll write our team that was right a now, we could pick. Yeah, if yeah. The te- you know, you could talk what Luis Alberto and you know guys and us bus. But, like kicked, had really but they've kicked career. on though. Like yeah. they've both really and us bus is unreal at Celta Vigo at the moment. So I just think just didn't happen for him yet, we just had we had a banter era and that was the thing like, I don't think there's well, maybe Balotelli but we knew what we were getting you know Ricky Lambert was an interesting one 
Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, no. that, that, that one sticks out. That's, but you got to remember, you got to remember. I wish we had another year with him. Because I really think he could have come good. He was could have been that really good backup striker for yeah. Benteke as well. So I wouldn't say he was, you know, it's a weird question because it's like one signing we wish we never made as a fan. Does that mean that the player's still good, but we wish we never made the signing? Or is this a, uh, you know. They were dreadful when they dreadful came. And then, then, you know. I don't think anyone's really coming and being dreadful. Like, well, I, people used to like meme off Alberto Moreno, but. He you wasn't know, bad. He had a year where he was like unreal. unreal and started every game for us at left back and was damaging and looked good and I know, had a good like left no foot. one stands out. Um, really, like think, Lambert's probably one. I, I, I'm gonna put it like, but he this. played in the Premier League. Like they're, they're smart signings though. Like they're players that have been playing in the he league. He was unreal at Southampton. Yeah, and what people are gonna say like Danny Ings as well, but yeah. you know, raveled with injuries. But another, another well one they're gonna Burnley. say. Is- Andy Carroll, but Carroll, nah, you got to remember, Newcastle for was unbelievable. No, he was Andy always was injured for us, us at Liverpool. Though. And when he was on, he looked good. I really wish Andy Carroll had a career where he never got injured. Because I honestly oh, think he would have been, been unbelievable. I mean, honestly, honestly think him and Suarez would have been unreal. I don't think they envisioned how good Suarez was going to be and then how much that was going to force Carroll out. Because yeah. both of them had to play down the guts. Yeah. And I don't think Kenny thought that of Suarez. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if his intention was to play them both together. And if it was cool with like Downing and Cout on the wings or something, or uh, Bellamy on one wing and Downing yeah. on one wing. I think I think it was more Suarez was going to come in as a winger and we're going to play 4 3 3. And then they're like, holy crap, this guy's on another level. And yeah. now Andy's injured. And now Suarez is playing down the middle. And then Sturridge came along and, and you then know, it was like, all and right. Then Sterling well, came through the academy and it was like, oh, okay. Sorry, Carol. Bye. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how he it went. He had a big moment. He scored some big goals as he well. He had a disallowed one against Czech in the FA oh. Cup final, which I still think was a goal. But, yeah. you know, um, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, and that could have changed his career too, Andy Carroll. So I don't even think he deserves to be in that list. Yeah. You know, I got to, the way I think about it is look at United now and look at the signings they make and look how many of those signings you go, that was horrid. Or yeah, that, that hasn't worked. You know, whatever. But you got to remember, that's a talent pool that youthful under when you're not having a good time or a lot of our signings where you think of this question came in a period where we had Roy Hodgson Kenny Daglish came in to try and save the club yeah. um, you know and that was after Rafa's period or whatever but we had two American owners that didn't want to spend a penny yeah you know? and, and we it was were like, not what in do Europe we do? And, you know, and that's the talent pool you got to pick from. So as much as Stuart Downing's a meme, Jermaine Pennant was definitely not good enough for Liverpool Football Club. Yeah. But yet again, you know, he was a guy with Premier League experience that could do a job. You know, you're thinking of Andy Carroll, but I think he was fine. Ricky Lambert made a lot of sense as a backup striker that can play up, up front, not a problem. Balotelli was probably the biggest gamble of the lot. I understand that. And what yeah. I like, though, was that they cut it after a year. Yeah. Like, nah. Fabio Berini probably fits this list because he probably wasn't good enough. I wish, you wish we didn't sign him, though. That's yeah, a big that, statement. That's a big statement, I wish. You know, there's only, there's only a handful of players we wish I didn't sign. It was only because of how bad they became. But I at don't the time, think there's anyone, no. Like, no one is oh, jumping I'm not that, out. I'm not that fan that's going to say, I wish yeah, I'm not that cynical him. either, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not that fan that was, you know, there's probably like, some United no fans is, that are probably saying, I wish I didn't sign Donny Van der Beek. But like at the end of the day, what a footballer. It's still good. And the thing is, we, we don't spend the money. The difference is we've never spent money on signings. Like big money, yeah. we we don't have people like oh my god, he's a waste of money. Like we don't have a what, thirty-five million, whatever it was, on Andy Carroll. It's That's still- the biggest risk. Yeah. Then we're doing something right. Yeah, and we turn over a profit on most of our players. Like I think Solanke probably goes in that list of not being great. But twenty million. Him, but we picked him up as a kid, as a youngster, and you know, and that's whatever. You and know, Jordan Ibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like if the question is, is there a signing I wish we never made? No. No. In our whole history, I'm happy every player that played for Liverpool played for Liverpool. Some of them Some might have been funny. Flopped. 
Some of them flopped. Like some of them Kolo been funny. was funny. You know, um, you had bloody um, punching the ground against. Dos Santa was probably one of the worst footballs ever oh, played for us. And Fabio Aurelio Ac- playing left back. Aquilani. Aquilani. <laughs> I love when Aquilani came in. I remember that up front. Um, Giriakos as well um, playing um, at centre back. Oh man, Aquilani came in. I reckon we were in Ure, and I'm like, this guy's actually really good yeah, for Florentino. Unreal. And he was Just absolutely flop. horrid. Um, we, if the question was maybe what what player you think is the biggest man that's come from Liverpool, there's been plenty. a lot. Yeah. But in every football club, there's been a lot. Do I wish we never signed? No, because it made our football club what it is today. And then it's like, if you, if I spin that question back to Dim, like, would you say that about Torres? Like, do you wish you never made the Torres signing? Because, yeah, big money, but... Didn't, didn't really live up to it. Scored a couple scored of important goals. And he got him into the final you know? of the Champions League, you know? Like, maybe that's something to think about. I you don't know. think we've got someone that stands out as much. If you're talking Andy Carroll versus Torres, who was a bigger flop at flop, their club and they moved. It's Fernando. It's Fernando because of the, you know, what you were expecting to get. And, um, you know, you know I, think that goes, I think that goes for every club. I just feel like this question's aimed at, like, what player made no sense to sign? The only one I think, actually, I wish we didn't sign was the only player that didn't make sense was probably Paul Koncheski. He had a really good <laughs> FA Cup final against us, right? And he slices across into the top ends over random. Really for us. Um, and I'm like, and at the time, you know, I was probably a bit too young to have any analytical, analytical understanding yeah. of it. Oh, okay. But I looked him up on like Pez and I was like, this guy's no good. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are we doing with this guy? Lovely and then, and then like, as you get long. older, you realise he probably had a really good game against us in the league. I think a few months before with like Rio Coca and whatever yeah. and then he had a really good FA Cup final where he bombed on where we were a bit legless and we we're probably a little bit you know not at it on the day in the FA Cup final of 06 and he scores a cross that kind of goes in everyone goes alright we're going to sign him because he's probably their best player it was literally we don't have much to pick from Rafa's not getting any money yeah. you know we're just going to go who's played well against us in previous years same with Adam Bod though he always played well against us before he came to us and then we picked him <laughs> oh, as a backup God, keeper we got him as well. oh, yeah well, you're probably going with those to, but at the end of the day, yeah, I don't wish we, we didn't, didn't sign. I don't wish we didn't sign. We laugh about him now. Yeah, that's it. It's not. It a didn't cost us a league or anything. You know what I mean? Like it, it, when I look at that, it's like who has impacted your team negatively. I don't think any of those have negatively impacted the club. None of them. I think some of them just Even were not Sterling good enough. Didn't. But yeah, but none of them came with expectation. None of them were. It, they're not. In, it wasn't like Veron. Yeah. You know, if played killer at Chelsea, goes to Man United. <laughs> Yeah. Does nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's bigger than what you're bringing in. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. What's the flip side of that? What's one signing you wish we uh we we you know we didn't sell or we kept? You know, probably in the last. Let's let's go end of Brendan Rogers and start a club. Someone we didn't sell. Someone that we would sold and you wish we kept. There's there's one that screams out to me. Um, and I know which one I think you're gonna say. I don't but, even know. Uh, but I don't think we'd be in the position we are now if we had these players still. I think what, there's continue? one. Yeah, I, I think he's the one that sits up there because Cop would have used him to the tilt. Yeah, and I think it would have been unreal we in the system. Cash. But we needed the cash and the money was too what, much. 145 million we ended up getting And obviously, I think me and you would go straight to Suarez because we think he's probably one yeah, of the best strikes that play was for us. But his that, choice. That, that it wasn't was, a club. Yeah. I don't think there's really one guy I wish we sold. I think for me, and I know this might sound literally a little bit unpopular, I think we missed Genie one out of at times. Yeah. And that's probably the one that sticks out. I wish we did more to keep Genie. This question might change if Salah ends up leaving, but because we don't know what's going on, what's going on there, we should be paying that guy as much money as he wants. But I also understand if he does that, Van Dyke turns around and goes, "Well, I'm the best centre back in the world. What do you want from me?" And then Allison will turn around and go, "Well, I'm the best keeper in the world. What do you want from me?" And then all of a sudden, you know, it goes against our ethos of where we're a uh, self-sustainable club. And then all of a sudden, we got like three, four guys for four hundred k a week. Yeah, Yeah. and then you, yeah, you lose, and you see what happens with Aubameyang. Get the contract. Yeah. 
Yeah, in full apart. Yeah. All right. Good, good question, by the way, Dim. All right, nice. we'll go to Potato. Um, yeah. So who's better right now, Messi or Salah? Salah? I think people are just baiting at the moment because Salah's in a little bit of a dip, but yeah. Salah, Salah all day. Salah's had an unreal year and I uh, feel like Salah's... Um, He's needed a bit of a break. get better and better and better. Um, all right, JS... Yeah. Rank Mbappe, Benzema, and Salah. Uh, the way he's worded this is just trying to bait us again yeah. as of form at the moment, not the whole year. Yeah. All right, Benzema goes to the top 100%. only because I think Salah's burnt because he's had to go and play AFCON as well. You've got to remember how many minutes Salah played in the recent little bit. He's tight. Ty- well, they have restricted his minutes a lot lately. I was surprised he started against Benfica first leg with City on the weekend. Yeah. I thought that was every time they arrested him, it was then. They pulled him early, though. And, you know, I, I just I hope we just don't burn him out because we're going to need him big time in this run in. Yeah, well, that's um, we why to, we need to find a game where he just gets. You do not play. You don't even travel. Just sit at home. Yeah, just relax, and relax, and rest. Just, just, We've just got just Diaz. Probably yeah. got to start using Takumi and Divock in a couple more games. Just because we need to wait for a league game. But for us, we got to remember if we rotate and it doesn't work, we're out of the title. Yeah, so it's, it's hard for us. Um, hopefully, there's a game where we like three new up in thirty minutes, and you can like just and go half half-time time. Just go like, Salah just to have a have a rest. Yeah, so I'm you putting know. Salah too, mainly because I don't see enough of Mbappe. Like I don't. Mbappe's had a really quiet year by his I don't watch I League One. PSG didn't pull up trees in the... Uh, to be fair, he was actually good. He scored both legs, I reckon. Yeah, he did. I, 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 I have nothing against Mbappe. I think Mbappe. We just don't see him. Yeah, like, we don't see him enough. I've, I, I have nothing against Mbappe, and I'm PSG, putting Salah ahead of him because I just don't see enough of Mbappe yeah. at the minute what form he's in. But um, clearly, great footballer, going to win a Ballon d'Or one day. And, you Maybe know, we can whatever. get him on a free. Um, and, you know, well, <laughs> Real, Real, Madrid, Real Madrid are licking their lips. Imagine if we could somehow just... He's, he's gone. He's, he's, off the, goes, he's, off, he's off the Imagine road. if Salah goes to Real and then Mbappe comes to us. It won't happen. Nah, could you, won't ma- happen, could you imagine if they're getting Mbappe on a free just so they can trade him off to get Salah with cash and just be like, okay. <laughs> I'd sure. take that. You know, or we're going to give them Salah and cash for Mbappe. Okay. I'd probably take that too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah I would From too. 30 million that we paid for Salah, yeah. I'd probably take Mbappe at some yeah. point. Yeah, but, um, you know, um, I just feel like you don't see enough of Mbappe, but obviously clearly a great player. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer that you can predict on current form, you know, right now, over the whole year. What's current form? Two games? Last month? Last three months? Yeah. You know, what is it? Do we look at... Do we look at the last six months as that current form? Yeah, this, look this, at the calendar, year? This, this calendar year, calendar 2022. Year as well. so and you've got to remember, Salah's calendar year has been quite good until now. It's only been the last, the last month. Month, yeah. Yeah, that he's been, he's gone. I think it's seven games, yeah. I think. But yeah, World, World been... Cup, African Cup of Nations, extra time in both, penalties in both. Yeah. Lost, lost the World Cup qualifying to Senegal where went extra time and pens yeah. did it not. Um, to not miss out on the World Cup. Yeah, and then Champions um, League. Champions League. Premier League. Premier League, and you've had City in that as well. I'm not going to make excuses that Salah's form's dipped, and I'm, I'm thankful that we have the squad happens. that we have. But, um, that's why we got Diaz yeah, and Jota. And and that's why I hate, big, I hate... Bobby I hate, scoring a double. Like, I, I, I hate to even talk about that. The yeah. fact that Bobby, of all people, when we needed goals, it was Bobby yeah. this week. You know what I mean? Like, that just shows... What a player. It was Jota and Mane yeah. and City. Like, we've got the goals there now. We don't... I don't, I don't, we don't need Salah scoring 40 goals because we've got other options now. Okay. Like, you know, I, I'd actually rather that be the case. Obviously, Same. Salah probably wouldn't because when, you're that, like, when you're that good, you want to be, the you want to be that good. The fact he's still leading the golden boot at the minute is ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. And that shows. So, and he hasn't really scored in like ages. And you know what the hallmark of a good player is that's out of form. And I'm, I'm going to say Salah's probably out of his proper form, but I think that's more due to tiredness than anything else is. Against City, he popped up with one moment and he slid Mane through perfectly. Yeah. It's a goal, you know. A guy, a guy that is you know world class will still find moments. That's why I hate this question because you, you're saying at, 
at the moment. You're trying to bait us knowing. Yeah, it's just JS trying to bait us knowing. I think the question. I think the question's better put there, JS. Who wins the Ballon d'Or this year? I know Ben Zemmons had a really good year, but if Salah doesn't win it. This year. This, yeah, well, so because it should, it should be on a whole year of football, right? Yeah, of this, you know, of this season and this first eight and a eight and a bit months of this season. No, 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 the, the four months now. Yeah, it's so, the first four months now, and yeah. he's probably still around the mark. Yeah, I just with think- a World Cup and with oh, not really a World Cup, but. Um, unfortunately, who's probably not going to hurt him? To be honest, yeah, they're not there, and that's how it goes. But look, at the end of the day, I'm. I don't mind that question, JS. I know you're trying to bait, but like at the end of the day, you know, Ben Zemmer. We haven't bitten anyway. Ben, Z- ben, Zeller, ben Zemmer, Salah, Mbappe. All that needs to be said. Yeah. If anything, you know, there's there's a lot of players that play at West Ham that don't even get close to that list. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. All right, last question. And this is another one. I don't know what your two questions are this week, JS. Greatest manager of all time. Look. We could do a whole podcast on that. We could. Short answer is Sir Alex. Like, yeah, and I agree with that. Um, I'll, I'll, really, there's, there's managers that could be in that question, but, Alex but is the for best a short for for not doing a, a full. But you're always going to come back to that, aren't you? Yeah, like, because there's other the managers that it's like longevity. You know, Wenger probably goes in that bracket. And then you're looking much, at though. you're looking at people that have impacted football. You're looking at Cruyff. You know, starting a whole generation of total football. You know, as a player, and then bringing it to you know, to, to um to Barca. You got Shankly. You got Paisley. Um, if you're going down the Liverpool route. What, where does Klopp and Guardiola sit in all this? Yeah, their Clough. current, you know, whatever. Brian Clough is probably one of the best English managers that ever managed in the in, in um, history. Zidane won three Champions Leagues in a row. Ancelotti. Yeah, <laughs> yeah guy, guy's really good. Like, they're not guys that are going to win it, but they're guys yeah, they're, that are in that, like, I think, have all have that, deserve that, to be the, in that next tier, yeah. in my eyes. And you've got to have a criteria you pick it on. Are you picking it just based on trophies? But then yet again, if you're like Guardiola, who's managed Barcelona, Bayern, City... City you know, he might end up at Brazil. I think he'd be the Brazil manager that for a World nuts. Cup. Um, you know, you, you, but then you're looking at guys that maybe had the biggest impact on football. You know, what's the criteria yeah, there? You're probably going to go cup subjective. competitions, um, biggest impact on football, dynasty that build at that football club and longevity. And I feel like there's a really short answer. If you want to cover all that, you're probably going to Alex. Yeah. He ticks all the boxes. He ran that club day to day for thirty or whatever and it was. He came from Scotland in a really successful club as well. And, and that Won was a the European Cup with Aberdeen as well. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what's unheard of. Like so many people do not know how good he that Aberdeen team he was. was not the team, but how he built that team. And you know, he was very close to losing his job at United after the the few, first few years. They were close to getting relegated, and they stuck with him. And then. Look what happened. You know, your legacy. So the fact that he was able to run day to day, the whole club, man, like it's, it's doing all the scouting, all yeah. the coaching and training. And yeah. That's next he's next level. And, you know, obviously it's not, you know, when he said Sir Matt Busby as well, you know, like just, you know, there's so many guys. So many Charlton, yeah. you know, oh. like just. Yeah, well, you, could, you could name so many guys. Uh, Robson. Could, there's so many people that you could talk about. Well, the one that was at Newcastle, Bobby yeah, Robson. Bobby Robson. Yeah. But he didn't win much, but he, he, he probably gave Newcastle a lot of good memories. But yet again, it's like, what criteria do you do to pick this question? <laughs> it's so without it, be, do, without it being we biased. Do, we could do a whole podcast. And you know what? Well, I've said it plenty of times on stream. I've said it plenty of times, and we're not going to go too much into depth. And I'm glad I'm in the grand view. So Alex is probably the best manager of all time. Yeah, you know, I think it's just it's just out there because he's just when you think it's like, it's like when you think about it, like the first that's how I judge it. The first person you think of is, is, is the guy. It's probably the guy that's great, and you could probably find an argument where you probably can say it's Guardiola. And if you know Klopp won this quad, 
something which is possible and then all of a sudden after that another five, like he'd have to do this for another five ten years and I don't think Klopp will I think Klopp in a few no, years well, again we spoke about it before the game's yeah. changed yeah. like it's not you're not going to keep managers for as long as, as they did because then, cause it just doesn't different, happen different world now yeah but so much money as I just well. don't think you can discredit like what 13 league titles and okay, guys two are, champions guys two or real. three champions leagues I can't remember now guys 99 2008 that it two? Yeah, I reckon it was two. Yeah, and then a bloody whole stack of FA cups and league cups and bloody Super Cup probably and Club World Cup and you name it. So I think that's really going to be a a good spot to end on. Yeah. So before we wrap things up, I think what I would like to bring to the table is if you've got any major questions that you want Dame and I to pick apart in a bit more depth, try and get them in as soon as you can. We might collate some of them and not put them all into one podcast. But what we might do is we might have one sort of themed one each podcast so we can have a bit of time to prepare um, some responses to some of the big questions you guys want answered. Obviously, they might change um, week to week. But if we can start getting a pool of questions there, Correct. And then we can sort of start seeking through them um, week by week and then we can bring some research to the table as well so we can uh, unpack those a little bit further and get these podcasts stretched out a little bit longer. So if you've enjoyed this one, make sure you share it around. Make sure you get in the Discord, which will be in the description of this podcast. Damo, any final thoughts um yeah great pod as always remember we got episode 50 coming up um episode 50 is probably going to be a pod where we will focus on what's going on in real life but if there's any questions that you want for episode 50 uh, specifically just let me know because i'll be um, i'll put the questions into for us to answer um just say this is an episode 50 question um um then you know that that doesn't have to be sports specific because episode 50 will open it up a bit more as well um last thing is as well covid wise i am perfectly a-okay which is always nice to see out of isolation out of everything i've done well not to cough during this time i've been wanting to but we've, we've kept that under wraps as well but lastly me and paul producing some content still you know easter weekend is you know upon us and we've got other content coming out so twitches discords you name it all in the links down below you can find it all from inside the discord as always guys i'll see you next time thank you paulie there we go episode 48 in the books thank you all for your ongoing support and we will see you hopefully on a short turnaround for episode 49